Hey, hey, friend, welcome back to this Monday. I hope you had a really good weekend. This month is flying by. It's been a really good month. We've been super busy with our home project. We are finishing up. I think I probably mentioned it here on the podcast a year ago <laughs> when we started scraping and repainting our house. And by the spring, we had, I would say, at least two thirds done. And now we're just in the final push of getting it done and great intentions of working on it this summer. But the summer just got so busy and then it was crazy hot and we had a bunch of trips and it's like, you know what? The fall is actually a nice time to do it. So that's what we've been up to in our, you know, quote unquote spare time. But today let's talk about record keeping. We know that when our kids are in school and when you most likely were in school as well, we know the school takes care of all the paperwork. They are the one that'll file things with the state. They are, they just take care of it. And so as parents, we don't have to think about anything when our kids are in school besides signing their report card, saying, yes, we got that, we looked it over, whatever, signed it, sent it back in. But as homeschoolers, we are legally responsible. And this can sound a little bit scary and daunting. And I know from firsthand experience of speaking to many homeschoolers who this is the part that holds them back. I'm like, no, 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 no. This part, the paperwork and the record keeping everything, this should be the last thing. Don't worry, we'll get you all set and be able to do this. But if it is your heart's desire, if you're feeling called by God, if you're just wanting something different for your family, whatever your reasons are, don't let this part and taking care of meeting the homeschool regulations and keeping records of what you have done with your kids and your child education, it's the last thing on the list, okay? You decide you're going to homeschool and you do all the things to get that all set up and then we can worry about it later. And so you can come back to this episode and listen to them, to it then, but don't be scared. Please don't. And this is what we're going to talk about today. I know it's not super thrilling and exciting and, but it just is what it is. So let's not ignore it and let's actually just have a conversation about it. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Are you looking for an inside peek today in how I have, over all the years of homeschooling, taken care of meeting our homeschool regulations and then keeping records of what we have done? Today we're going to do just that. I actually was recently getting together with a friend, someone that I was starting to get to know a little bit more outside of a group setting, talking about homeschool and just kind of my approach overall to homeschool. And she was like, wow, my kiddo would really like your homeschool because I don't make them do book reports. I don't make them do summaries of books. Let's just read a book, talk about it if they want to. I mean, teen boys, it's, you know, if they want to talk about it, great. If they don't, it's really not an issue to, to push. I've just decided it is the it's not worth it. <laughs> and so this friend probably takes a similar approach to the record keeping, but I can, I've just decided that it's not worth 
getting stressed out about a lot of things when it comes to homeschool and with this either. But we don't want to be foolish. We don't want to be ignorant. We don't want to be naive or unprepared in case we would need it. But I want you to know this all comes from myself, my family, homeschooling. And we have homeschooled in two different states. Both of those states are listed in the top five strictest homeschool regulation states. I mean, maybe I deserve an award. And I said to my husband, we have a couple more states, three more states that we need to go and homeschool in so that I can check off this top five list. And he was like, yeah, that's not a good enough reason. <laughs> so we have homeschooled in two of the five strictest states all the way, kindergarten through 12th grade. We have done all the grades multiple times. And guess what? I've never been arrested, never taken to court. Nothing has ever happened. We've done everything we need to. I'm not being shady. And today maybe isn't an episode to talk about it. We can talk about some other time. I just kind of in some local Facebook groups, just see and hear some shady stuff. And let me just say this. Don't be shady because it's not just affecting you. It will affect others as well within your state. And we don't need to draw any type of negative attention when it comes to the government or press or anything like that, when it comes to homeschool. So make sure you meet your regulations, you keep your records so that you have those and you're feeling good about continuing on with education. So I'm going to talk today about my quote unquote, we'll say system, but also just throw in some information and facts and things that I've learned over the years, as well as just from working with so many different homeschool moms, what I have come to understand and the point that we're at. And I hope that it encourages you. So get your pen and paper out and scribble these down and you'll be good to go after this episode. Now, the very first thing I want to mention is that you have to know your homeschool regulations. I don't care if it's only one tiny paragraph or it is pages and pages. You have to know your homeschool regulations. Only you are legally responsible for the education of the children that you have within your home. Always read the homeschool regulations. I know it is boring, but if you don't know your rights and responsibilities, then how can you carry through with those rights and responsibilities? And how can you defend those if it comes under some type of criticism? So always read your homeschool regulations word for word. Don't just read a blog post because I know that there's some out there for the different states that you're in. You could probably Google it and find different blog posts. And that's fine to hear somebody's opinion. But first go and read the actual homeschool regulation. Then you can see how people interpret it. But know that if you were to come up against some some reason, your school district brings up some things, you can't say, oh, this blogger said this. That's not going to cut it. You have to be the one that knows your homeschool regulations, know them inside and out. And I highly recommend that you refresh yourself and read them every single year. And I'm not just telling you to do that just to do it. I'm telling you because I do that as well. Because if I'm not familiar with it, there's so much that goes on in a year that you can completely forget. And then if you've been homeschooling 10 years, I mean, so much has gone on that you just kind of get a little bit dull on it. You just go through the motions of it. So I highly recommend, I mean, it's, Actually, it's mandatory. If you join Clarify Your Homeschool, it's mandatory, <laughs> but in a really good way so that you feel encouraged and empowered and you know exactly what it is that you need to do. The next thing that I do is I come up with a rough overall plan for the entire year. I take a look at the calendar. So for this year, we take a look at like a 2023, 2024 school calendar. We just kind of go by those dates 
rough kind of about and take a look and figure out when are we going, what are the days we're going to be dedicating towards this and what are the days maybe we'll go on vacation, but it doesn't mean that education doesn't happen all the time. So I just look at the that entire year and just have a rough overall. Now that also then comes down to curriculum. Are there certain books that I'm planning on doing in certain quarters or how are we doing this? What type of cycle are we doing? Are we stretching out certain curriculum for the entire year, certain subject for the entire year? Are we doing some just half? But having a rough overall plan then helps me keep records because sometimes we just get so into the homeschool and just you know, maybe there's baseball practice, maybe there's youth group, maybe there's this club and this activity that we can kind of forget to keep up with possibly the day-to-day record keeping you might want to keep, or even just every couple weeks. It's easier if you have a rough plan, because then when, <laughs> not if, when you kind of get a little off track with keeping track of that kind of stuff, you already have the rough overall plan and you can go back and you can take a look at it. So things like having, knowing which book. So even I have a whole stack of books that I plan on us going through. We'll say during, I just call it morning time because that's what everybody kind of calls it. But our together time that I'm doing, it is me and a 10th grader this year. And so I have that list of books written out and that's kind of my guide. Do I have to do it in the order it's written out? No. But if I, at the end of the year, want to take a look and make sure I I check off the books that we did so that I have records that we did those things. I have those written down. So instead of maybe borrowing a book from the library and then returning it and completely forgetting it, I have that book, book list already. And the goal is as I go along, I can check off that we have accomplished that book, that we went through that book, we had discussions and it, you know, we can sometimes we write down on book lists what we thought about the books and whether they were good ones or not, which was very helpful to do with my olders. Because then with my younger, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to skip some of these. They're just, they're not necessarily worth it. And then for my next point here, we're going to break this up into strict states and loose states. So you, if you're homeschooling, you have looked through your regulations and you can probably categorize whether your state is a bit more strict with the homeschool regulations or it is a bit more loose. Now there might be some in the middle and so you kind of have to decide. So let's start with the states that have strict homeschool regulations or is, I guess I can say, I mean, it's an, to be honest, it's annoying as the year goes on. However, the fact that I have a lot of correspondence that is required between me and our local school district, technically it is listed under the superintendent of the school district, even though they typically just have somebody who does it for them. But because I have so much correspondence and with stricter states, you will have a lot of correspondence. This is phenomenal for some type of record keeping, because if they approve, if you get back, like we have approved of this, the plan that you have, like I have to submit a plan at the beginning of the year, I have to submit quarterly reports. And when I get the confirmation that those are approved, that's record for me right there to say, yes, we have met this level of it. We've met this next this level, this level. And at the end of the year, when we get final rep- approval. I'm like, look, the school district has approved of our homeschool for this year. And so at that point, you get to decide how much you're going to keep. And I'm going to be honest and tell you when we first started out, I just had younger kids, I would keep everything. I was afraid to toss that math workbook, which we had worked all the way through or worked through enough. I was afraid to toss the language arts. I just, 
I was afraid to. I didn't under, I didn't think that I, that I could. I was a fear. I was afraid. No, we'll just go with that. And I decided then after, I was like, I can't keep all this stuff for three kids. I can't keep everything. And then I realized in the school, what happens is at the end of the year, you get your final report card and you maybe get to bring home books, workbooks and stuff. And what do the kids do? They toss them, right? And any workbooks and things that kids aren't, the teachers are getting rid of them because they don't need to keep them. They have that final record that the child has completed that grade. And so when you are in a stricter state, you probably have that final record. The child has completed that grade and you can toss the workbooks. I toss them. However, up through middle school, say, we'll get to high school. And I think I'll probably do an episode later on down the road that's specifically talking about high school because it's just can feel like a different beast and it can feel a bit more daunting and people are a little bit more, more afraid of getting rid of things. And I do hold on to more when it comes to high school. We'll talk about that down the road. But I just, I toss the, the workbooks, the consumable workbooks that are completely done because what am I going to do with them? We're going to go back, sit down sometime and go back and look through them? Probably not. I do, however, this has nothing to do with record keeping, but I do keep things like art projects, uh, papers maybe that they've written or stories or just, you know, some sweet and sentimental things that I want to remember for years down the road. But if you are looking for more information about what to keep at the end of the year, I did do a, an, an episode. It's actually episode 59. I will list it in the show notes. If you want to go back and listen to that a little bit more, it might have a little bit of overlap with this episode, but it'll build a little bit more and give you some more confidence <laughs> if you need it to throw away the workbook, the math workbook that your kiddo has worked through and never wants to see again. And you are completely done with it too. Okay, so with the stricter states, just know that having that approval as you go through, and most states are not as crazy as the one I live in, so there isn't the quarter reports and stuff, but the stricter states often at the end of the year will give you maybe some type of notification, and that is basically, I want to say like your report card, but not, I mean, they're not giving you a letter grade or a number grade or anything, but it's just saying you're done, you completed that year, and so then you get to decide, and then you're going to go back and listen to episode 59 too, if you need a little bit of help with that. Let's then talk about the, what I'm calling the looser states, the ones that are a little bit more laid back and there isn't as much correspondence between the school. Some states, there's zero correspondence. And I know that those of us who live in a stricter state are like, that would be amazing. But when you first come into homeschooling and you are in a state that probably maybe doesn't even know that your child is alive and living in that school district, it can feel daunting. Like, what am I going to do? What if I have to present information and proof that we have been quote unquote doing school. And I totally get that that can cause some anxiety. I get it. So my suggestion is when it comes to if you live in one of those states is to keep records of the days that you are again, quote unquote, doing school. Those can be weekends even. It doesn't mean it has to be Monday through Friday. Some states that are somewhere in the middle of those do have some regulations about the days and the times that most of your education has to occur. Again, read your state regulations and you'll know, but keep some type of record of your days. And it could just be maybe on a home calendar. It could be something online and something that you get to come up with so that you have something to fall back on and say, yes, this is, these are the days that we did school because that's just what they're looking for. They can't necessarily 
see when I'm saying they, I'm mostly talking the school district. The school district acts in place of the government. You're not going to have the governor of your state. You're not necessarily going to have the board of education from, you know, from your state. You're not going to have anything from a state level. It is going to be from your local school district. And they are the ones that have to then carry through with the homeschool regulations for your state. So that's what I mean when I say the word they. So keep records of the days, keep some of the assignments. If that's going to make you feel good, don't feel like you have to keep the entire math book. Maybe what you do is rip out a couple of pages from the beginning, a couple of pages from the middle, a couple of pages from the end, maybe take the cover off and just staple them together, say for math in second grade. And you do that in third grade and fourth grade. If that helps you have less anxiety, if that helps you feel like I'm keeping some type of record of things so that in case something comes up, I can almost guarantee nothing will come up, but that also depends upon all of us doing what we are supposed to do and meeting our regulations and really educating our children. And how that looks is going to depend upon you and your family and the homeschool lifestyle that you have chosen. But it really depends upon us all actually doing this and not raising any red flags or anything like that. But keep records of your days, keep some assignments, but I would recommend not keeping everything. Now, maybe I should have given this disclaimer at the beginning. This is not legal advice. I am not a lawyer. You need to consult your local legal assistants. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whoever you need to. So this is not legal advice. I am just giving you from my perspective and from my experience. So you can kind of take that and run with that. <laughs> and now again, this is not necessarily what I do in high school. I will keep more information. I will definitely keep records of days and keep records of assignment books, those kinds of things for a longer period of time. And again, we'll talk about this in the future. But the last thing I want to mention is when you think about all of this paperwork that maybe you have, this is my very super simple, not crazy organized system and it has worked for the past 12 years and I've had no problems. I can always find something. I'm kind of that person that I'm organized to an extent, but if you look at my junk drawer, you'd be like, she's not organized, but you know what? I know everything that's in my junk drawer and I know everything. I know where everything is. You look at my purse. You might be like, it's a little bit of a mess. I know where everything is in my purse. So when it comes to, I have just this one, it's just a manila folder and it is probably at its almost stretching point because three kids and how many different grades and how many different years, but I have everything in that one folder. And as each year is completed, I simply just add it to the top. So really it goes backwards in order if I was to go to the bottom. Now I kind of started over, I think this actual folder, mm, okay, I lied, sorry. This is actually just from the state we're in right now. When we move states, I mean, that's kind of all null and void. There was no high school years done there. So we just kind of had a fresh start when we moved here to this state. But if I, I guess if I was keeping for all the years, I'd probably have two manila folders. But in that folder, it's not super organized, but I can find everything if I need it. If you are somebody who needs to be more organized, there are definitely some systems. You could get like a little crate. You could have some of those hanging type of folders. Um, you can get a, you know, you can get whatever it is that's going to make you feel more organized and feel better about things. Like the point of this is not to cause you any anxiety, not for you to have any type of fear, but just keep what you need. Don't keep what you don't need, but keep it in a way that will make you feel good. Some people enjoy being super organized. And if that's you, I highly suggest leaning into it. 
If you are not organized, I highly suggest at least having a manila folder at least keeping some of these key things. So that brings me to what is in my folder. I have all of my kids testing. Unfortunately, we have to do state testing. Wah, wah, wah. It is a waste of time. And when we get back the test results, I knew exactly how my kids would score on everything, every single different subject. And they just were kind of like, this is pointless, <laughs> but we did it anyway, because we're required to, and that could be a whole nother subject too, but just go ahead and do it. So I have all of their testing in there. I have calendars as far as when we did school, the dates and all that stuff. I have curriculum lists that we worked on and all of the legal paperwork, all of the correspondence that I have had with my school. Now, if you live in a looser state, you might not have some of that legal paperwork. That's okay. You could just have the rest in there so that if anything was ever brought into question, you would simply have it there at your disposal. And if you are a mom that enjoys having a planner, like a homeschool planner, I would keep that. If I was the type of mom that had a homeschool planner or the years that I did, I would keep something like that because when I'm talking about just loose paper, maybe like I can't handle the loose paper. I need it all in one spot. Then do that. I have a planner that basically helps me with running, being having the time to run a business and to homeschool and to meet everything I need. And, and I keep those for a few years, just mostly because it's fun for me to look back and see the progress and the growth. But if I had a homeschool um, fault planner, like maybe you do, I would highly recommend that you keep that. Just have some place. Maybe it's a box. Maybe it's a crate somewhere that you just keep this stuff. It doesn't need to be out and about where you need to see it. And I would also, let's do add a PS. I would highly recommend printing out your homeschool regulations and then just put it there in the folder. That way it's super easy to pull out. I'm old school. I like having some paper stuff instead of having to Google and find it again, just print it out and take a look at it so that you can read over it. And like I mentioned earlier, this is an entire lesson when it comes to Clarify Your Homeschool, and I have the availability to walk you through that personally. What does that look like? And to calm any nerves, calm any fears, talk you through that. I've done that with countless moms, whether it was it's through Clarify Your Homeschool or actually here in my state, which was really good practice to be able to help you all. And I've probably read through most of the regulations in most of the states. And you're like, wow, that's super boring. It is a little boring, <laughs> but I really want to know and be able to serve you well by having that information and want to be able to walk you through that. So if you right now are feeling this desire to join Clarify Our Homeschool, I would love, absolutely love to have you and walk you through this and see you to the other side and be like, oh, this is no big deal. I got this. It's good. You can get all the information at clarifyyourhomeschool.com. Would love to partner up with you there. But friend, I hope that you, again, had a good weekend. You're having a good day. It's another great week. And I will see you right back here on the podcast. I've got an interview coming up on Thursday that I know that you are just really going to enjoy. Have a good one, friend. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.